You're listening to The Dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is an American history podcast where uh, each week I, Dave Anthony, read a story from American history to my friend Gareth Reynolds. Glad you got the note. Well, you're really stepping over me, but I love the I love the energy. Gareth Reynolds has no idea what the topic is going to be about. Great energy. You finally took my note. Be angry. Right? Give the people what they want. We've seen nice, sweet, cuddly you. Right? Give us the edge. Unleash the beast. So, uh, yeah, I've been talking a lot about this. Uh, you know, my nickname for a long time has been Teddy Bear Dave. And Yeah. Dave Bear. It's time for it's time for the Dave Bear to to go away a little bit, you know. Dave Bear's got claws. Let's see him. We're sick of this. Let the grizzly out. You know what I'm saying? Duh, yes. Let the grizzly out. It. Can you even be angry? Let us see it's it hard. if you can. I don't think you can. Uh, you know, I try. I I get. <laughs> there's stuff that should make me angry. Some guy slapped my kid the other day, and I was just like, "Sir, that's just not." It's not cool. Sir, here's $5. I'm sorry my boy has that slappable face. So I, ha- I definitely have to work on it. Like, I'm not good. My therapist like is always the like... First, in, the, in the first act of the movie, Dave, that's what we see. Yes. And then later, in the third act, we see you slap that guy. That's right. Maybe to his death. You maybe slap the man to death. I slap the man to death. Open? I open hand slap a man to death. <laughs> He's that's just the, the the gym teacher. He's dead. What? He just slapped him to death. And every time I hit him, he goes, "Sir, is that enough?" And it just keeps, "Sir," and it just enough. keeps an hour and a half. Yeah, it's a long. <laughs> the, the news is that you're right. We should have jumped in. <laughs> I mean, it went on for ninety minutes. Uh, Halfway through, we talked about it. And called it, quote, his jam pad. Jam pad? I'm the fucking hippo guy. Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly Podcast. Okay. This is like Anarchy. On a five-part coefficient. <laughs> My room's Now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep tell hippo. No sleep tell hippo. Uh, action part. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. <laughs> no. Rhoda. Rhoda in the court. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, 
Bristol September 22nd and Cardiff September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it let's see you there uh oh and then we should also mention dave uh that on our patreon we have started a couple of things among them uh we've got some nice long uh q a sessions with the mailbag Mm -hmm. and then last week we did our first dollop quiz where i was quizzed Mm -hmm. on um this show to see what kind of student i am Uh, well i well for me let's just say that my grades are pretty consistent throughout my life uh, we're still a uh, low D high F, That's which right. I love. Yeah, so there'll be special small up episodes. We'll do movie commentary. So we're just doing a bunch of stuff over there. So if you want to hop on board, eighteen seventy nine. Just the year. Year of our no Lord date. Jesus Christ. Sure. Just the year. A library directors meeting was held in Chicago. Exciting. Boy, the shushing in that meeting, huh? Oh, shh. I have something. Shh. I have, I have something I'd like to bring up to the group. Write it down. Write it down. Okay, but you're talking to, so be quiet, please. So just write it down. Everyone, everyone, can I have your attention? Shh, 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 Everyone be quiet. Quiet, shh. Okay. Shh, guys. I'm so thankful that everyone made it. Shh, 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 shh. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. I'm so thankful that everyone made it out to this meeting. This is one of our better turnouts. I understand, I understand. Guys, please. This is going to be amazing to see so many familiar faces. I I have to lead the meeting. I have to. Your shushing is as loud as my talking. Enough. I will close the meeting. I will close the meeting. Well, we I we need to have the meeting. What is your name? What is your name? What is I your know name? it's Gabriel, but I, what is your name? What's your name? You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to take books out of here from here anymore. Yeah, you're. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. When you when you come Go, back, why don't you look up my name in some of those dumb files? Okay. Listen. When you, in the little when Dewey you, Decimal System. If you, if you, if you come back. Go look up. Why don't you do this? Go look up my name. You idiot. If you if you come back, you will have a note from the principal. Shh. Shut the fuck up. But until everybody, then, shut the fuck up. But until then. Shut You're not up. allowed back. This is an important meeting we're having. You guys have books? Oh, fuck. See, that guy. That's what happens. I hate you him. Invited I hate him. You invited chaos. You invited chaos. We should have shut the doors. <laughs> so the meeting was attended by W.F. Poole, who was a librarian at the Chicago Public Library. Wetful Pool's the name. And how did you know his name was wet for well, if you pools the last name, wet and full is the game. <laughs> a wet full. I thought it was wet for. Apologies. <laughs> I'm, I'm wet. I'm My wet bad. for pool. I, I am sorry. <laughs> Woo! I'm wet for pool at the hotel pool. So WF provided us a report of the meeting in which we learned that one of the directors asked if it was possible for library books to transmit contagious diseases between borrowers. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. This is a very of-the-time question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. The, now, uh, what, what, okay. I'm curious what was happening in society well, or if this is just... This is the very first time that uh, we know that question was asked in public and about no one... About books or... About books. Or about... About library uh, books. Specifically. Okay, okay. And no one knew the answer at the... Uh, at the library director's meeting, all the directors. The were easiest like, place I don't. to find the answer yeah, is the library. So. Uh, the Chicago Tribune wrote that the possibility of becoming sick from a book was very small, but but it could not be ruled out. Well, this is. It feels like we suffer from that now. What do you mean? I would have read the book, but I'm afraid I'd gotten sick, so I just decided uh, to stay dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever excuse you need. Books make you sick. Here we go. Here we go. Songs make you better. No, that's Songs that I made up make you immune. Not a thing. Tell me you don't have a YouTube well, channel. Well, books are killers. They have a look. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, so do books make you sick? So, now at the time, there's, you know, epidemics all the time. Tuberculosis, smallpox, sure. scarlet fever. Are, they're just tormenting sure. cities. Right. Before, Probably from books. Before the eighteen hundred, before the eighteen eighties, sorry, which is where we are, people thought sickness came from bad air. We've covered that in uh, many a dollop. Sure. But germ theory is now established. Quarantines are being enforced to keep, you know, people safe. With all this in mind, though, people start, you know, they're like, okay, germs. I'm wrapping my head around germs, and they start wondering, well, what about these, these new public library things that people are all a flutter about more like germ station germ stations is what right yeah they should have been called filthy okay so so why why specifically libraries well so that's a good question so after the meeting pool wrote, like i feel like saloons would be like more you would a- wouldn't you think so saloons where more people are touching stuff there's a lot of yeah. places you there's a lot of places you can come up with stores there's a lot of places you can come up with where yeah. Yeah, but it's, so it's Although I have to say specific. one time one time Evan did walk into a public library bathroom and saw a guy shaving his arms. So Was he a criminal on the run and he had to change his disguise? <laughs> uh no, I don't really know what his deal was. So I don't know. I mean, he's probably a gentleman without a home and he needed to, you know, clean up for uh, you know, something. Look, if you're uh Yeah, an arm interview. He had an arm interview that. If you had a guy without a house and you got to go to an arm interview, what are you going to do? Got a big arm interview that night. Um, I prefer to think it was a guy on the run, and he had to shave his armpits because someone said... They're looking for a guy with hairy forearms. Oh, wait. It was his armpits, right? Did you say arms? No, no, no. No, 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 Dave. No, no, no. His arms. Oh, well, he was getting ready for a bicycle race. That's right. Yep. Um, (laughs) I'm swimming. I'm trying to break my swim record. How's things look out? How's things look out in the pool? This is a ga- gas station. <laughs> I'm WF Pool. Someone talking about shaving their arms for a pool? Well, have, I'm wet for it. Does he have big fingers? I'm wet for the pool, boys. <laughs> Why is he moving his fingers around? You know, villains back then they always had like they did. Lo- they had, yeah, a, they had they a hand had signal. Chatty fingers. Yeah. Ah, yeah. It was always like mid suspender grab. Sure. Well, I've got something, and then they tug on the suspender. Um, so Poole writes to 
like some prominent medical authorities and librarians in the country. He's like, let's okay. see about this. And he asked them if books could spread viruses, and 19 of them wrote back, 19 of the 20 medical authorities. Only one, Surgeon General Dr. John Billings, said he had heard of a disease being passed by a book, and he was pretty sure it happened in London. Called facts. It's, <laughs> it's always a good thing when you ask someone, have you heard of this happening? And they go, I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. In another country, yes. A fella got sick from a book in London once. <laughs> So the other 18 were like, look, that's a really big stretch. But some, but some were still like, but I, you know, don't lend books to homes in which people are infected. Just don't. We don't know. Okay. I mean, I get it, sort of. Yeah, no, it's, you technically yeah. don't Like, I mean, know. think of what we've gone through the past couple of years. Like, I mean, I, yeah. stuff would be showing up at my place and I'd be like, time to wipe them down. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So, um, Dr. Henry Lyman uh, answered very sarcastically uh, and recommended 15 sanitary cops be hired to bar people from infected houses and to deliver children to school in glass cages and, of course, sterilize all U.S. males. So that guy was just like, fuck, you're dumb. Two problems. One, that all seems like stuff that could have been said in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. And two, a lot of sarcasm is in the delivery. Oh, for Letters, sure. Letters, really shortchanging your sarcasm. Yeah. Well, all I've got is this one man who heard of a story in London and this other gentleman who's very emphatic about putting children in popemobiles. <laughs> yeah. It's like and a, I get it. It's like a sarcastic tweet. Good luck. Yeah, right. I, sarcasm needs a font. Yeah. Uh, So, despite no evidence of this being a thing, the idea of book spreading infections persists. Sure, of course it does. Now, as you brought up before, why is this happening? Well, and why target books? Interesting. Why target books? So, this is at a time when there is a big nationwide push to put public libraries everywhere, right? Towns, okay. counties, cities. Let's get public libraries and knowledge all of them. is power. Yeah, get people. Also, a lot of towns. Like, it's great almost place like to shave your arms in the bathroom. Yeah, it's a great yes, but it's a, a, almost like stadiums today, where stadiums are like businesses are attracted to cities that have stadiums because then they know they can entertain right. clients and stuff. So it's almost of that sort of way to view it. Like people are like. Well, that town's got a library, and and then it, people are more attracted to it. It's like a thing. I'll I'll do us all a favor and not start thinking about how the world and this country would look if um, we replaced sports stadiums with libraries and had the same fanfare. But hmm, hmm. that's the craziest hmm. thing you've ever said. Might be a little better. Uh, so as so that meant as people pushed for them. Well, of course, there were people who were opposed to libraries. Um, taxes, right? Taxes. And then, of course, there's this Ta- thing where... What, the, taxes are going to go up with the library? Yeah, you have to pay... Taxes pay for the library. Sure. And then, of course, there's this thing where the masses have a- access to knowledge. Right. The filthy, dirty masses. Me feel like that no matter much now. <laughs> Why me care? Me do good fact, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me need no need fact fight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I totally. Me need no fact. Library. Ah, burn bad. Yeah. Um, man, no need. Uh, speak better. I was like this. Yes, I was going to say that. Man, no need speak better. Kill man. Library thoughts. 
bright. With knives. Okay. I don't think you should go to the library. I don't think books hurt. Yes. I mean they can. Drugs good. Fuck no, books. sir. Great. What? Buy good. Okay. I think yes. I think we came uh, to an agreement. Razor. Razor. No. No razor. 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 No razor. Shave my arm. Oh, you're the shave the arm gentleman. Yeah, shave shave Hi. arm. Shave arm. How was the uh, how was water polo? Drowning <laughs> often. Too much hair. Okay. Hair on arm. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Uh, yeah. Shave quick. Books kill. Yeah. No, books don't kill. They they give uh. you knowledge and strength. Mm. Knowledge K. Whoa. Okay. Thanks for coming in. Oh, so so sick. <laughs> what? You talk about book, make me sick. Okay, okay. Books, book kills. No, books no, books no kill. Books no kill. Drown library man. Drown library okay, man. Okay, stop it. <laughs> also, please, will you please drown me? I see what's coming. <laughs> so, I'm waiting for the library trials. Uh... So, you know, that's why it's the mat. And look, black people were not allowed, like, the civil rights, you know, act in the 60s is when black people started getting into libraries. Like, they were, you know, so. um, So, and. Um, It it is amazing how easily forgotten all that is that like, like, like it's fine now it's fine now shut 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 yeah and look another another good indication that like this is uh, a thing that people are trying to keep books out of the hands of the masses because this also happens yeah. at the exact same time in in England the same the same things the same let's all Book be scared phobia. of books right um, England had passed a public health act in 1875 to prohibit lending of, quote, bedding, clothing, rags, and other things that were exposed to infection. So any shit you had around that had been exposed to infection, you couldn't lend it to someone else. Like, if you, like, say, Gareth, you have a wife, Bridget, and Bridget dies, you know, filled with pustules on her bed... Uh, from never from smallpox, and then you're like, "What should I do with these dirty, filthy hey, Tim, sheets?" Want some sheets? Right, you lend them to Tim. So they said, yeah, "Don't." So they're like, "Don't actually." But that's do that. right. Don't. That's right. <laughs> no, because right? It's, isn't that right? Well, they're saying it's full of yeah the virus. So don't. Maybe not. I, I I'm sorry. I'm on board with the thinking back then to not take smallpox sheets and be like, "Here you go." Yeah, they, they, that's a bad thing. You shouldn't give them to right. other people. Okay, I, I okay. No, I thought like, you were arguing I, that you should. No, the act is. That I you thought can't. you were like thinking like I was crazy that the, I would be like no. No, I'm actually yeah. This one I'm with. <laughs> okay. Although that's a, mandate. On- that's a mandate. That's a mandate. So, uh, you've been coming down on me. Oh, big government! Now I can't give my puff filled sheets to my neighbors. There would be a guy. <laughs> A guy on YouTube eating the sheets piece by piece with a knife and fork. I'll show you how bad these sheets really are. Blum, 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 blum. So newspapers caused a lot of fear with this stuff. Um, some sure. papers just took what other papers published and then, you know, ran with it and had some fun with it. So eight days after the Perrysburg Journal in Ohio said to remove books from rooms of sick people, 
the nearby Ohio Democrat freaked out and wrote, quote, the disease scarlet fever has been spread by circulating libraries. Picture books have been taken therefrom to amuse the patient and returned without being disinfected. So people reading that are just like, I, what the fuck? I get it. But it's it's so weird to fully pinpoint books as you're. Is this like? Yeah, they're not doing it with other. I mean, I'm sure there is so some stuff, just, but books are really taking a hit right there. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, there's tons of stuff I would imagine mm-hmm. that you would be like, look, don't. Well, let you've got to be careful. You bring up saloons, just, like yeah, the number of places people get diseases, getting drunk and hanging out, like yes. So, but the, the, yeah, so, but they're like specifically books. Yeah. So, so p- papers are driving the fear and the. Creating phobias about books. So, sure. a smallpox uh, outbreak happened in England in 1888, and in Sheffield, they came up with the. It's the damn books! They came up with a technique of heating carbolic acid crystals in an oven, which created you a. You just f- need to put your book in the carbon oven. Then you can read. Yeah, so it created a vapor, and that it's would disinfect f- the books. So, you put the books in the vapor. So. It's pretty easy. Just bake the book. Bake, uh, cook the book in the car- carbolic acid. We're vapor. cooking the books. So it does not, it doesn't work. People don't feel safer. They're not like, because everyone's like, well, I don't even know what carbolic acid is. What are you talking about? So look, guys, we know it's crazy. The books are going to kill you unless you bake them. That's it's pretty yes, clear. 100%. Call us Enron. We're cooking the books. In the city of Bradford, the library was given a list of local infected people to compare with its list of people who had borrowed books, and that way they could figure out if someone was an infected borrower. So, so books are... I mean, So libraries surely, are now working with the health authorities. The health authorities are like, look... This. Psychopaths. Here, look. We found a way to make a list over this. Yeah. This guy, okay. and not only does he have scarlet fever, but he also has Wuthering Heights. Uh, okay. Okay, so books are the enemy. Books so, are, okay. Uh, so that way they figure out who's infected, and books are then seized and taken to, to this is what they did in Bradford. They took it to the hospital for patients Smart. to use. So they took it to people who were already sick. What? They're not, and they're like, okay, you guys not, get these sick books. <laughs> there's only one disease a person can have. <laughs> And so these books are sick, so they could go to anyone who's sick. Well, this person has cancer, probably shouldn't get smallpox on top of it. It's fu- they're all the same. They're the same. <laughs> so you can give the sick books to the sick people. They just can't leave here. Does that make sense? No. Okay. So everyone in here is sick, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. Great. And basically, they all have the same thing. So these books have uh, smallpox probably on them. So they can go to anyone who's sick. Now, that includes people with smallpox. That includes people without smallpox. If they're Uh in the hospital and they got a bad leg, they now can have the books that have smallpox. We in the real world, outside of here, don't want your dirty, diseased books. Okay? Okay? So these are sick books. They've been tainted. And you guys can use them as much as you want. We regulars, we don't want to touch your dirty sick books, you sickos. Okay? And don't come out of there and touch our new books. Because that's a way, good way to get the books back in here. And if that's what you're doing, well, they're not okay. 
Don't make the new book sick. You get the old sick book, sickies. Whoo! What's the next problem? Budget? <laughs> Let's move on. So you couldn't borrow a book if you lived in an infected house until it was officially declared disease-free by authorities. So each town has a different. Ooh, what a what a what a meeting that oh is! Oh my god, I just can't. I we need to get the authorities over here to. T- I haven't been able to borrow a book in three weeks. I've been. Healthy for a while. Healthy for a while. Is everybody, everybody here is not sick? No, none of us. We haven't been sick for a while. It's been like six months. Like, we have been totally. Did you say it's been six, six, no, m- six, six months? Six. Sorry, we're not no. unable, unable to give. No. no, you said it right no, there. No, I didn't. It's been six months. Six. You just said it's been no, six like months. No, like six, 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 six. Look, you had a lot of. Oh, what? Excuse me. No, no, no. Listen to me, you Satan worshiping small pock infected postule. No. Now, you're sick. You admitted it. You're not getting any books for another six no, months. No, I just have diarrhea. It's because I ate a bad burrito. Ah, well, listen, listen, listen. You, you said it. Well, you said it up top. You've had six months. It's over. You're not getting any books. Sorry, put them on the list. What no the more books. Fuck. You'll have to learn the way that we used to learn cave paintings. Have a good day. So. Uh... England's uh, library journal, which was named the Library Journal, mm-hmm. came... Dear Diary, <laughs> I'm an establishment. It comes under... I actually read it. I actually found a copy and read. It comes under... You're not supposed to read a library's diary. I did, but I did. I read the library's diary, and there is... It's a lot of just like... I like the bell tower. <laughs> Don't tell it. <laughs> um, so... The Library Journal comes under criticism for ignoring disease books. So the Library Journal is trying to stay above it all. They're like, we don't buy this shit. And then people are like, why the fuck? Why aren't you talking about the disease books, Library Journal? Mm-hmm. That's right. The Library Industrial Complex said it's work again. <laughs> so uh, the editors responded that any intelligent doctor would have books disinfected and then returned. So there was no reason to bring it up. And he would obviously report the infection to the library because the law said he had to. So fucking, it's not a big deal. We have a system in place. That's not a- intelligent. It's amazing that you have to qualify doctors by the intelligent variety, <laughs> not the dumb ones that we live with so often. You still have to do that. Um, <laughs> so this isn't a strong enough denial or opinion or whatever it is about an infected okay. books for some people. In the U.S., Poole is still looking for an answer on the diseased library book question. And, uh, and he just kept asking doctors and experts, and he found nine doctors who said they knew of people being infected by library books. Okay. Um, that doesn't sound anecdotal. I mean, we're like five years in from when the question was asked, so he's been... Okay, and, f- and nine people got... Okay. Yeah, and... Um, Dr. H.W. Baker reported scarlet fever had been passed by a book. Doctors D.J. Plunkett and C.F. Folsom both said... That's... Do, do, do. D.J. Plunkett. <laughs> yes. They both said smallpox uh, was spread by books. And some wanted, some of these doctors wanted books destroyed after an infected person read them. They're like, just fucking ruin the books. Just ruin them. I love the one and done book. (laughs) Our business model's not great. Um, It's a one and done. It's not great. Okay. 
1885, Miss Jessie Allen. And it's just books. It's just books. There's not, we're not worried about bikes or we're really, door handles we're or. We're really just on the book situation right now. Okay. No. All right. Okay. In 1885, Miss Jessie Allen became a librarian at the Omaha Public Library. And now Jessie then became a member of the American Library Association. Uh, she did that at the Buffalo Library Conference the next year, mm-hmm. which is a very exciting conference. Big. Yes, of course. Uh, obviously, it's very exciting that women are now allowed to take part in libraries because in 1853, the first librarians convention was held in New York City and it was just 80 dudes. Uh, surely just not great. Well, they for three days, they discussed cataloging and collection development and communication and just all the fun things. Mm, you could talk. Okay. I, you could, I mean, for days. I could talk about that for days. I'd be like, "How is the convention ending after three days?" I could talk three about cataloging for five. Catalog. I, oh. Oh, I love it. Three days at a library convention. So I think we should catalog by author, by title, and by subject. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I agree. Um, but I'd love to go through it a little slower. Okay. So I was thinking. I'm just having the best convention. Regarding cataloging. God, I love this. That we do it by title, the title of the Uh, book. uh, Hold on. Slower, slower, slower. Title title of the book. Oh, my God. We do it Uh, by the author's name. Uh, Surname. I'm gonna finish. I'm I'm almost done. And then finally, subject. Ah! Ah! I made a gooey decimal system. So (laughs) (laughs) Miss Jessie Allen served on over the years several committees. She's very prominent voice in the movement to extend the public libraries in America. The Library Association, quote, she had a national reputation as a successful administrator and an effective worker in every way. So how, are you going to get higher praise from the library? Are you? I don't know. Successful I'm, I'm waiting for some guy to... Uh, yeah. Effective worker. Man to, that's good. Praise machine. Unbelievable whisper game. But then she was diagnosed with tuberculosis in November... Of the world's more like fame. tuberculosis. Jacques, Jacques, Jacques. <laughs> she was. It was in November of the World's Fair year, which was which year, Gareth? <clears throat> 1904. 1904. 18, 18, huh? 1894. 1898. In early September. Stick around for the dollop quizzes. <laughs> so now she has tuberculosis. She's she's uh, it's. It's terminal. You know, she's she's going sure. down. In early September sure. 1895, the library board passed a resolution honoring her. Quote, the directors of the Omaha Public Library for themselves and the reading public of Omaha desired to express to Miss Jessie Allen their sincere appreciation for her long, faithful, and efficient service as a librarian. Could you imagine the, the honor, the honor, the joy? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like a living funeral at this point. Like she's hearing it. She's a great. Put her in the library. She's a great fucking librarian. Okay, top mm-hmm. notch. 
We will now do the 21 shushes. She dies a few days after that on September 12th, tuberculosis. Tuberculosis is a pretty common death at the time. The old consumption, sure. as we call it. Yep. And a bunch of people freaked because they believed Jesse died from a contaminated from books. library book. Mm-hmm. Uh, one book. They know well, the book? they don't know which book. They know its book. There's books in there. We're going to have to burn all these. How else? I mean, that's serious. How else would a lady is get that, I mean, that's really your solution, right? It's just basically, well, all the books got to go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to kill all the books. You gotta, I would set fire to the library myself. And is there, there's, again, there's, there's no, no other way to get it. real definitive you, connection to... How else would you get right? it? <laughs> because she was a librarian right. and she got a very... Uh, I mean, it was pretty contagious. Or TB, like, yeah. It wasn't. I mean, because this is what this is what I would point to. People who aren't librarians also got it. Well, I don't know about that. We don't have all the records. Yeah, that's in front true. Of us. It's a little unfair. Yeah, that's true. Um. Yeah. So, the Library Journal quote: "Her death has given rise to a fresh discussion as to the possibility of infection from contagious diseases through library books." At this point, many weren't going to think otherwise because we're basically right in the middle of what some people call the great book scare. We're still in the middle of it. (laughs) (laughs) That never ended. Smithsonian Magazine, quote, this scare was a frantic panic during the late 19th and early 20th centuries that contaminated books, particularly ones lent out from libraries, could spread deadly diseases. I'm sorry. There, okay, I'm not going to say that I get it, mm-hmm. the library thing, mm-hmm. but the idea that you're thinking that it's other books <laughs> outside of the library books is not okay. <laughs> you're just like, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, it's not just that. If you buy a new book, it could kill you. Any book could kill If you write some stuff on loose leaf and bind it, you've just created a Petri Mur- dish, my yep, friend. It's a murder book. That's a murder book. So, you know, th- people are freaking the out. The second an author finishes writing, he dies. And, pe- and, and the journal tries to calm down people who work in libraries, telling them the bigger issue is from overestimating disease risks from books. They're like, look, if we, if people stop using books, here's a it's book worse. That'll, here's a book of facts that will show you. <laughs> nice try, asshole. I ain't touching that. That's full of disease. It's quite the catch-22. The way you yeah. have to find out it's not a thing is by reading books. Oh. Well, then I got bad news. I already found out. You're full of shit. You're trying to kill me. Eat it. You eat the book. Lick the book if it's so safe. And now, of course, librarians worried the book scare would stop people from borrowing books and supporting public libraries, which really is the goal if you don't want public libraries. So you can see how it works. It's yeah. a propaganda thing. Sure. So, um, yes. And again, it's almost like it's been replicated with <laughs> numerous things. So there, I mean, there are genuinely people who believe, you know, oh, this is a problem, but then the other the guys opposed come in and use it to their advantage, which is what always happens. So, yeah, it's so weird that 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 is possible yeah. in this country. Now, the editor of Science Siftings now took aim at the sounds li- like a porno science magazine, by the way. That's so weird. Ooh. It is. I'll rub my siftings all over my nipples. You like that? No. Mm. Mm. I don't want mm. to subscribe. Ooh, this beaker, huh? No. What would go in there? 
I, uh, I just want to read about science. I am not into all the other whatever's going on here. I just want mm. science. I, I'm, I'm interested in science. You know what I mean? I like mm. science a lot. I like it a lot. Oh, look at that. My buttocks on the Bunsen no. burner. Okay. Mm. First of all, this is a terrible mm. article. It's a terrible look article. Beakers. The art, it's barely like it's. I don't even know what kind of article it is. I'm, I'm trying to things, read things to be insinuative with in the lab. That's not science. Mm. That's not science. I want to read about mm. rocks and Ooh. animal Basalt. life and Ooh. what's oh, going, what's going just... on with engines. Okay. Like I want to know all the stuff that's happening. Oh, right now. I'll tell you what's going on with my engine. It's firing. Okay, mm. I unsubscribe. I, 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 I don't want to subscribe. Look, to I got a uh, look. Here's a microscope. Uh-huh. Oh, put my penis on that. Let me take that. Look at that. Am I still reading it's an article? Because like... it's not good. Yeah, yeah. This is an article. <laughs> Do you like the way my penis looks? I can't on the turn the page. It's say yeah. Answer the article. <laughs> <laughs> say yes. To yes. The the <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so science sifting is now taken aim at, at the library journal and proclaimed, quote, the bulk of disease among the edu- educated classes is spread in this way. So now you have a science journal saying Same. this is how Books. educated people get diseases. Books. <sighs> The Library Journal and Science Sifting. I wish we could do this with Twitter. <laughs> the Library Journal and Science Siftings now, they have a back and forth running debate in their pages about. Well, which is just not good anyway. Book, I mean, yeah. the second that you get elevated to there, it's like game's kind of over, yeah. you know. So Library Siftings, uh, sorry, the journal. That's like, uh, that's like at CNN when the, they'll be like, they'll have like the, you know, like, here's a man who believes that uh, we are all elephants. And a man who does it. You're like, wait, why? <laughs> this why? is to not be on the news. Yeah, that's how they handle climate change. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so the library tells siftings to prove it. They're like, why don't you prove it that books spread disease? And why noted that even siftings' own medical experts had said there had never been one proven case of a book infecting anyone. Sifting, you don't need a proven case. Siftings comes back hard. They come back hard. Yeah, and, they're ready for the fight. Yeah, and they said the library editors were out of their area of expertise and to keep their opinions in literature or, quote, the ethics of log rolling. And we'll get to that in a second. These are, uh, these are just publications that are having a sort of East Coast, West Coast feud over this publicly? Yeah. Like, they are spatting through the pages of their periodical, basically? That's right. They're, um, yeah, they're having a, it's a debate. I mean, before TV, right? I mean, this isn't uncommon for people to have debates. Um, no, it's just so petty in a, like, if you were like, you know, I kind of like it for the science. And they're like, sorry, right now we're dealing with some beef. <laughs> um, and then, okay, let's get to it. So the, the, they're, they're, and they're also saying stick to things you're good at, like log rolling. Well, log, so they're kind of just being like your lumberjacks. Well, no, there's there's different types of log rolling. There's the one oh, you're thinking like, of where you run around right. on a log. Um, yeah. And then log rolling is also the trading of favors, quid pro quo sort of thing. So oh. they're saying. So they're saying you're, you're funded. By big library. 
by Big Library. Big Library, you're giving part of the big lie, Brewery. Oh, oh, the people who make money from libraries are saying libraries yeah. can't kill you. I'm a little sick of the library <laughs> fat cats and their rumors and such. Uh... So the library editor responds by writing about an experiment that he had run three years before in which m- monkeys were given milk. <laughs> okay, what? Sorry. Let me just. What? Just, we're getting into the science amaz- part. But it's also amazing to start it with, I ran an experiment. It's like, okay, so your evidence is your experiment. Don't love that as evidence well, right away. First of all, I love it that it's a. L- I'd like to call myself as a witness in my murder trial. <laughs> and I'd like to call my 13 monkeys. Yeah. Okay. So, so he's like, let me let me walk you through a little experiment. We had a bunch of monkeys and we gave them milk. Intrigued. <laughs> well, I just love the fact that a guy who is a, a, essentially a library journalist is like, and I also do experiments. Yeah. 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 He's he's saying yeah. Okay. So <laughs> an experiment in which monkeys were given milk that were. S- the, the the milk was served on pieces of books touched by infected Here, people. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So, so the man clearly had no input from anyone. <laughs> decided that the best way to prove that the, it was not possible was he put milk in books. Right. Well, I'll have you know that I put milk in books and gave it to monkeys. Infected books, right? You buy monkeys first, right? Then you sure, have monkeys. Of course. The first you gotta know how much your monkey budget is. That's first right. You get however monkeys you can afford, then you get as much milk as yeah. you can afford, right? And then Right. And then you go to the hospital, you have you have infected people touch your books. And they go, We can't give you these. You go, No, no, no. I want these. I have a bunch of monkeys who are gonna try to drink milk out of them, and they go, Oh, we didn't know you were a man of science. <laughs> Here you go, doctor. But then you serve serve the monkeys milk on the page, right? On the mm-hmm. book. Yeah. Yeah. I it's don't know normal. how that works if you just poured it on there or if you put it in a well, glass I mean, on you, there. You could definitely I look, I'll be honest, I've had a bunch of milk out of books. It pools. Okay. It'll pool. Okay, so it pools. Yeah, if you hold it right, it pools. Right. I always forget their cups also. Um, yeah, a lot of people feel like you can't drink out of books. I eat cereal out of a lot of books. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I'm just not, I, I'm more of a magazine guy, you know. Yeah. I eat eggs. No. I have egg burrito out of a, mag- a magazine. I like to eat eggs out of magazines, yeah. but I would rather have some cereal in a book. Sure. So at, at the end of this experiment, no monkeys got sick. So, boom, there's no issue with. Books and infections. No. Conclusive. There's Conclusive. I, 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 I would be surprised if there was even a thing you... Is there a rebuttal possible? <laughs> well, he wasn't dumb because... Case, the case feels... Oh, okay. Because after the Library Journal said that's that was our experiment, he he then said, look, I will admit that if a, if a reader licks his fingers and touches the book, well, then that, that's infection. If a reader... If a reader is licking his fingers while turning pages... That is how you could get well, now, infected. Okay. So I'll they cop make to that this. concession. I'll cop to this. They make that concession. Yeah. The only way it's possible is if you've got a finger licker. Uh, so this is... Or if, say, this person's drinking milk out of it, <laughs> which is not uncommon. Everybody does it. We all drink milk from books. Excuse me. I'm, yes. I'm from Saloon Weekly, and we yes. just wanted to say you can't get infections... 
out of saloons because we drank monkeys. Okay. Um, it's probably going to take us a while to process what you're saying, but that's, that's helpful that you're here. And, yeah. And um, it shows that uh, an appreciation for science that you spoke up, but we're still sort of... You said you ate the monkeys? Is that drank, what it was? We you drank them. Okay. Drank the monkeys. Great. Okay, yeah. So, good to know. Um, we will definitely put that in the notes. We'll circle back on that in a little bit. Let us figure out this part first, and then we'd really love to figure out what's going on with you and that, uh, and that sort of stuff. Saloons are fine. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We drank the mm-hmm. monkeys. Yeah, that's, that's the part. That's the part for a lot of us. That we're all like, okay, so... Shot? All right, thank you for coming. Huh? Shot? Uh, I know it's a meeting, so I'm probably good on the shot right now. Um, so... No shot. Yeah. I mean, but here, put a little in the book. There you go. That's some there we go. Book. All right, thank you. Let's get this party started. Was very that, bony. Uh, was that Nancy Drew? What do we got there? These are all Nancy Drews. <laughs> I should point out, this is a Nancy Drew library. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so the, the licking fingers thing came about because there had been a study, I believe in Germany showing dirty book pages, dirty, dirty book pages rubbed with wet fingers yielded microbes. When a wet finger rubs a dirty book page, you have what's known as smallpox. Yeah. So slow it down. Yeah. So the key is to not lick your fingers when you're reading. Mm-hmm. You should separate the activities. Mm-hmm. If you want to read, you read. If you want to sit in a room and lick your fingers, you sit in a room and lick your yeah. fingers. But you're not would do both. You shall not. Okay? No, it's not both. Mm-mm. Yes. All right. You're kind of like a hype man. What are you? I am a <laughs> yeah. kind of just like yeah, a hype man. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we're saying basically, if you want to lick your fingers, lick your fingers. Lick away. If you want to read a book, read a book. Yeah, I don't need you to say that. If you want to read a book, read a book. Lick away. What we don't want you to do is uh, lick your fingers and read a book. Lick away. So okay. I have t- don't say lick I away have, because that's it. I have t-shirts. Yeah, but it's confusing. Right? I have it's hats. Confusing. Lick away. Okay, this guy's just here for merch. Bye. This guy, do not listen to this guy. I got also merch. I got capes. You got what? Capes. What's the first one? What was the first t-shirts, one? T-shirts, hats, capes. Okay. They all say this- lick away. It's not helpful. It should say, yeah. lick away, we're not reading. Be a cozy? Uh, hmm? Okay. So, it's not... Hats. <sighs> Lederhosen. Uh, well, very on brand. <laughs> That's right. That's all we wear. <laughs> Actually, these are called Lederhosen. <laughs> so, we're just idiots. Uh... You're still in character. Right? Oh, shit. Yeah. So, uh, right. So that's a study that the people are like a little bit freaked out by that. But either way, the library journal is upset because a bunch of he, he considers the science siftings to be just like half scientist tools. And, and they're overhyping the dangers. And that is being used by public library opponents to stop expansion of libraries. So he's like, these are this is an actual bullshit scientific outlet that is fucking us. And, and again, the, the, the stopping of the expansion of libraries, the point is that you don't want too many behemoth cities. Is that you just don't basically? Want, you, don't want, you don't want the masses reading. Okay. That's it. You just don't want 
you don't want people to get smarter. People. You know, you know, right. you know, you go in a library and you're going to read fucking politics and everything else. They don't want that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You'll learn. Right. Uh, a new study out of France uh, then caused a big stir. Reachers, researchers there uh, soaked books in bouillon after being used in hospital wards. Okay, so look, <laughs> the Germans, they have their thing, okay? But we have figured it out. We're making book stew, okay? Then we drink it to find out, you know, like, uh, what did they, um, you know, how did they... Um, it's a, how do you say? It's like um, we're making a bouclion. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's a, you know, it's a very good, uh, we, it's like a goulash with books. Yeah. Huh? It's oui. a bouclash, oui, oui. Huh? you know, yes. That's right, exactly. So uh, please, tonight, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. enjoy your meal, mm. but understand that you will at some point be served a book stew, okay? I love the book stew. So there you go. Hope everyone say, gosh, sometimes it's like... Where does science end and I begin? <laughs> so that's not the end of it. So they they soaked the books in Wish it was. in bouillon after they had been uh-huh. in infected hospital wards, and then sure. they were added to cultures and injected into animals. So I assume they took the oh, bouillon. For fuck's sake! So they made they why? Okay, I mean it makes no sense, obviously, but sure. Strep, pneumonia, diphtheria were transmitted. TB and typhoid were not. <clears throat> F- when you injected them, they would get those diseases from the books. Yeah, okay. but was it from the books? So this is or not was going to help the hysteria. F- from the hospital. Like, you're taking it from the hospital. Well, like- yes, it's from the fucking hospital. It's uh, clearly, I mean, you could do that with, you know, and these, gloves. And, you know, yeah, this is also the year they're probably washing their hands in fucking pneumonia before they even start <laughs> pneumonia yeah, right, caucus right, or whatever yeah, it is. Oi, right. oi, don't sneeze into your elbow. Get it on your hands. Surgery's <laughs> upon us. So the French researchers recommended disinfecting books with formaldehyde, but others were like, no, that would then ruin the books. That's totally pointless. Well, then <laughs> what we need to do is figure out a way to inject more books into these guinea pigs. Mm-hmm. That's my guy. Uh, so a University of Pennsylvania doctor came up with a process of disinfecting books that took 15 minutes and didn't damage them. Meanwhile, the library journal was done with all this shit and just called for all books barred by infected readers to be destroyed. So the library journal just throws up his fucking arms. He's like, I can't fucking take this shit anymore. No more reading? Just burn the fucking books when you're done with them. So they are just saying that books are pamphlets. Well, they're saying if if an infected person borrows it, then burn it. But that's enough. Okay. Or destroy I, it. I mean, again, you... Okay, whatever. I'm not even going to get into the fact that there are. There's probably a time when you are infected and you're not showing symptoms. But whatever. Yeah, that's not where I. Don't They're think just we're saying there. if a sick person. So you need to have two libraries, one for the ill and one for the rich. That's what. Yeah, I agree with that. Right. You need to have the infer the book of infirmed and then the regular ones. Yeah. Uh, okay. So libraries just don't know what to do. Doctors keep saying books could transmit, but. It's not probable. But so could other stuff. It's not the book. That only makes people more scared, not less. It starts to look like destroying books is the only way to stop the fear and keep the public library movement alive. <laughs> but it's very hard. It's a hard knock on your business model. Yeah. yeah, it's very expensive. Yes. In London, books from infected houses are being taken straight to the public health authorities who destroy them. Which is very easy to do in London. Yeah, it's all right. Put them in the pile <laughs> then, eh? Yes, we're done with them. When has burning books not been a good look? 
So it's very easy to do in England because the Infectious Disease Notification Act of 1889 gave authorities the power to gather information on infection cases. And libraries and health authorities could work together very smoothly. Loaning a book to someone while infected would get you a five-pound fine. So they've got a system that is nationwide and yes. working And smoothly. it's basically don't give books to sick That's people. Right. In the early 1800s, in the U.S., there was no national effort to deal with health problems like there was in the U.K. It was up to states and local leaders, and states usually yeah. left it up to towns and counties. And so that uh, meant... I'm glad, I'm glad we went through this, and we're like, we're good. Uh, this is a good system. And so that meant local authorities had to deal with people who didn't give a shit or corrupt political organizations that didn't want to give up any power or profit. Right. Yes, so, it makes progress seem pretty improbable. And we've talked about this in New York City. Uh, I don't remember the name of the episode. Ronnie Cheng's on the episode. It's about the filthy New York situation. So after years of just being completely neglected by the local authorities, the, the state legislature passed a public health act in 1875. But again, that's just at the state level. It's not national. Right. It's not net Right. In Massachusetts, the Western Massachusetts Library Club now recommended books exposed to scarlet fever, diphtheria, smallpox, and TB should, quote, be burned and not returned to the library. Wow. I feel like they didn't have to say the not return to the library part because the burn part. They would be burned and then brought back (laughs) as ashes. And if you don't bring it back in time, you will be fine. In January 1900, during an outbreak of a scarlet fever, Scranton, Pennsylvania, stopped book lending. Until then, libraries had always voluntarily gone along with it, and this was the first time libraries were ordered to by authorities. And on top of that, the outbreak wasn't even that bad. So people are like, what's going on? So what was happening in Scranton was city officials had done... (laughs) A shitty job, and we're taking heat for their response to the outbreak. It was and, the books. And, yeah, and it had come just after a diphtheria outbreak. So it's like two outbreaks in a row, and people are furious. So they try to shift the blame to library books. So it would be akin to Cuomo or DeSantis when they have these spikes simply attacking. And again, this now that I'm saying it sounds very possible they start just blaming libraries oh. and books for causing that, and people are going, that is true. They were reading books, <laughs> and then that's it. It's good to go. And everything else, every other part of society is pretty much fine. They're just kind of, they've chosen to basically live with it, and the only thing you can do to stop these outbreaks is to just stop giving people books, and that's it. That's it. And that'll stop it. That'll do so it. So it's, it's really... Uh, it's really good. It's a really good one. It's 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 nuanced in ways that are just I don't know. So at Scranton they uh, in Scranton they shut down lending for three weeks and all return books were disinfected with vapor for thirty six hours. So that so vapor they have we talked a about earlier. Book lockdown. Yeah, book lockdown. Hundred percent. They lockdown. have book lockdowns. Yeah. Okay. Now this this vapor method is the method of choice for a few years. But people are always seeking to advance the science of book disinfecting. In Paris, in 1907, researchers pushed libraries to place washing bowls at the doorways to read poems 
and to have, quote, sterilizable moisteners for people who couldn't stop licking their fingers to turn pages. They had sterilized moisteners. So like, I, I, like a, a sponge finger, like a sponge. Yeah, right. Yes. If you sometimes it like registers, you'll see cashiers like they yeah. have little sponges sure. so that they can like get a little more friction on the dollars. But this is like so. one that probably has, I don't know, formaldehyde and, or some fucking shit in it. And these are airborne, right? Um, yeah, I mean, TB is definitely airborne. Uh, so, so the whole, so you're going into like a private room to read, and you're the only thing they're doing is washing their hands, but people are around other people breathing in their air. And let's talk about a washing their hands in what? It's a bowl at the entrance to a room. So everyone's just dipping their hand in the bowl. Yes. Yes. I'm sure. I mean, who knows what they're using to sterilize, but I can't, I imagine it's not great. It's irrelevant. Honestly, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be (laughs) antibacterial stuff. It wouldn't really matter if you keep germing up the thing with the same, but they weren't, they were probably, yeah. I mean, it was probably just like water will be fine. You're probably making more people sick with your wash. Yeah, that's what I would think. Um, Also, they recommended glass plates should be placed over pages while reading so you couldn't cough and sneeze and infect the book. I mean, that does, in their framing, it does make sense to do that. But again, there is a human being fully exposed to everything that is around the book. Yeah, I mean, yeah. (laughs) So if you're talking about carriers, it's like, okay. Um, so in 1908, the American Journal of Public Hygiene published an article stating formaldehyde was not as good as steaming. So steaming books. You gotta steam books? Which, of course, ruins books. <laughs> and also does nothing. I mean, it's basically you're just, you're like, pour water on them, but in this form. <laughs> Here you go. Steam them. Boy, I've never seen a creaseless book. Hey, it's really wet and unreadable now. Well, you ain't going to die from that. You're just sitting in the sauna, and, and at five, the librarian comes in and throws yeah. a bunch of books in. <laughs> what? It's, it really is. Imagine sitting in the sauna reading for a couple hours what your book would look like. You'd be like, eh, probably not. I mean, a lot of these are stuck together now. Um, so three years later, our research came up with another advancement. Years. This is going on for years. Carbolic acid in gasoline, quote, the books are immersed for 20 minutes, removed and placed before an electric fan for two minutes, and then set on end for 24 to 48 hours. Hey, uh, what if we just walk? <laughs> Anyone, uh, what, like our, like our hands? Like yeah, the whole thing. Oh just no, wash. no, 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 no. Right. No, that's that okay. don't that don't make no sense. No, what we're talking yeah, about sorry. here is uh, it, it's a situation where the book is the killer. Your hands right. are fine. It's not your hands. It's a problem. Right. It's the book. Well, well, I was gonna say remove our hands, but I guess no. I see. I tried that with said. monkeys, <clears throat> and I cut off yeah. all their hands, and it didn't make a difference. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Man, I swear, it's like, yeah. there's no bigger loser in this than books and monkeys, no. honestly. Oh They're God. really taking it on the chin. I drink like four monkeys a day at this point because I'm doing so all much right, research. Right. That's, again, we're really not yeah. like, looking to answer that question. So Now, gas-soaked books turned out better than steamed books <laughs> because, obviously, <laughs> steam there's, is there's, bad. There's certain times in this podcast where it's like... Uh, it would be good to do like the hangover opening where it's just like, how did we get here? 
Now books soaked. Now books that were soaked in gas were better than the ones that were just steamed, for disease. Okay, okay, sure. Okay, out of context, what the hell? In context, okay. Well, it makes total sense now. Yeah. Because I thought what you said was crazy, but now that I heard, now I heard it back with the background. Well, now that I know we're putting gas on books, I'm yeah. listening. If you didn't like the smell of gasoline-smelling books, oh, then a uh, small percentage of society, I'm sure. The researchers said cover it with the smell of peppermint, wintergreen, or cinnamon. Exactly. Right. So gas. There's nothing. Imagine a, ga- a gas-smelling book. Gas or gum. When they try to cover it up with cinnamon. Mm. Yep. Well, what I would do, honestly, is I would just gas the book and then peppermint it up. Yeah. So just I'm kind of a. No, you know, I like to be extra. Safe. Great. I'm very cautious. Now, Harvard Medical School tried to replicate this gas soaked book, uh, but they couldn't do it. So they they you mean they were like standing there and they're like, hey, this is fucking stupid. What are we yeah. doing? They recommended just moist, hot air. So, Steve, <laughs> thank God for Harvard. Just. Weighing improperly. Um, so, hey, was anyone like <clears throat> this? All's crazy. Yes. Okay. So, the great fear of library books is starting to fade because it's been going on for so long. No one's actually getting sick from library books. So people are realizing this. We're like twenty sure. twenty years in now. Sure. And Shh. and. No, 30, 30 years in? Yeah, 30 years in. It's a while. Yeah. It's been a while that people are thinking that, sure. I mean, that this day and age, a lifetime to some. Yeah. I mean, there's not a higher rate of infection amongst librarians, which you would think you'd see mm-hmm. if books were the issue, or yeah. people going to the library. And some people are asking, well, why are we so focused on library books when everyone is oh, walking around with cash that we hand each other? And nobody <laughs> well. seems to care about that. That's Burn your money! <laughs> <clears throat> well, the answer, of course, is is that there are people who are trying to propagate this to end public libraries. So, yes, libraries are still disinfecting, though, even though the fear is going away. But it just no one's really actually worried about it now. It's okay. And then in two thousand, and sorry, and then in nineteen ten, it's it's amazing that libraries like. All right, well, we finally got a system. What we're doing is every time a book comes back, we're using some vapor. Uh, so we're steaming the hell out of it. Then we're gassing the books for a while. Then we're putting milk in it. We're having chimpanzees drink out of it. And then we're setting them aside for 30 days. And then it's your turn. It costs a lot of money. And God, we don't have it, but we're ready. And then society's like, oh, we don't believe in that anymore. <laughs> we moved on. It's the fault of money now. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, as a first day librarian, here is your kit. Here is uh, the books. Here Thank are you. some right. uh, here are some gloves, and then okay. this is a monkey. And mm-hmm. uh, here is your right. gasoline, a, a can of gasoline. Okay. Here is your. Okay. Uh, uh, will the monkey try to drink the gas? Uh, shouldn't, shouldn't. Uh, okay. That really usually okay. doesn't happen very often. Uh, here's okay. here's milk. Here is, okay. uh, oh, that's already the gasoline, and then formaldehyde, and then uh, your steamer. Okay, great. Okay, great. Um, I think that's great. it. And these all come home with me? Yes. you got to bring them back My and forth every the, day. And, and, and every day I'm giving the monkey milk from the book? Yeah. Every day I would um, uh, dip the... Or from... I would, I would dip... We're now dipping the book in milk and gasoline, and then we give it to the monkey. Should we not have the monkey drinking the gas? Just sort of thinking just... 
spitballing here because I feel like that's that could be. Bad. Sorry, are you from, are you from Costa Rica? Do you know? Are you like a monkey person? Did you grow up with monkeys? Okay, I can see that I've hit a soft spot, so I'll just. Well, it's not back so much. Off. It's like just, it's like you know your your first day. You're probationary. That's my first day. Probationary I, librarian. I'm asking. I'm asking every and, question. Well, are you're you right. are I'm you so asking sorry. questions so or are you, so you know, just trying to I'm flip so over the table so, and just do everything you I'm want? I'm so to sorry. Do. I'm so sorry. I look. I look. The last thing I want to do is be the person who's trying to poke holes in any of it. It all makes total sense yeah. to me. I just was, you know, I don't want to. I don't know how many capuchins am I supposed to go through. Was, but I'm fine. I'm fine. Many. I'm. Ex- you should be drinking. Oh, you should be drinking one capuchin a day. Okay, and they're the the monk. Right. Okay. Soluble. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You, okay. okay. Our monkeys I'm not are soluble. Questions. Okay. So once the monkey's done the monkey. with its testing every day, then I'll just figure out a way to drink. We'll it. steam it until it's liquid. Okay, so great. That's helpful because you gave me a steam. Yeah. Great. Okay, no more questions. So, yeah. so great. Follow the so great. So yeah, of course. I just I'm, I'm meticulous. That's just my nature. Mm-hmm. So great. Steam it. Gas it. Milk and book. Mm-hmm. Monkey drinks both. Then I just steam the monkey. Drink the monkey. Come back next day. Repeat. Yeah, you got it. You great. went to library great. school. You know what you're doing. Yeah, I just again, I'm very, very. I love to know everything. Sure. I love the minutia. Sure. I love the nuts and bolts of it. Okay. Shh, 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 shh. Great. Yeah, of course. My monkey's already dead. <laughs> so, uh, so 1910, uh, William R. Rennick, he works uh-huh. uh, for the Department of Public Documents in the Philadelphia Public Library, and he writes an article in the American Journal of Pharmacy. As you can, because of course, if you work in a document area of the library, you're going to write an article for the a, a pharmacy uh, journal for sure. For sure. He named the cases of people infected by books, which included a case of smallpox. There was a fatal blood poisoning that occurred when a man was infected by touching mold on a book and then touching an open cut on his face. And this, this guy has bigger problems than books. <laughs> well, first of all, he's got a moldy book. Who the fuck's... I mean, honestly, like I've had some books that I've been meaning to read for a while. They don't mold. <laughs> they shouldn't. And then he's like, oh, whoop. Oh, I got all that mold on my finger. Ooh, this sore itches. Yeah. Oh, that'll be fine. Look at, I don't hey, blame the book. Honey, I blame the man. Honey, look at this. Yeah. I can put my yes. finger right into my hole. Oh, my the, God. It wound. goes so far in there. Yeah. Let me see if I can get my hand in yeah. there. Oh, my God. I got my whole fist Hold in on. it. Hold on. I'm going to dip my finger in this book. <laughs> oh, that's great. Hey, some of the kids didn't want to go outside to the outhouse. Can they just make bathroom in that? Yep. Great. That's who we are. There's nothing to worry about. Shit in the book. Uh, so, yeah, he says that happened. Dad's dead. We're pretty sure it's a book. Rennick also says there are several instances of gonorrhea being passed by book. For sure. Look, we've all fucked books. Okay, this one I believe because some dude gives his lady gonorrhea and then he's like, it was a fucking book. I didn't. Come no, it on. wasn't. Where were you? You promise? No, it was the book. I, that's the only way. You two-timey piece of shit. Else. You don't even like books. You don't even like Jim books. Jim got gonorrhea from a book. You can get it this he way. Did? Yes. Ask him. Ask his wife. It's what they know. What happened? I'm sorry. I got so mad at they you. They tested just... this on monkeys. They all got gonorrhea. Every monkey. Oh, is... I believe me. I've read the monkey stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, carefully read it. I read it in a glass case, and yeah, uh, obviously it was go. a room of vapors and gas. That's why I'm I very sad. I didn't have a glass case. I just read the book. 
book, so I got I, I probably have chlamydia too. Oh, God, like, baby, you got to be careful. I know. Look, I love you. You got gonorrhea by know, reading that. I know. I know. Oh my gosh! Come here. Come here. Come mm-hmm. here. Come here. Nestle your head betwixt my bosoms. You will be okay. Okay. The lesson here is to not try to read any longer. Yep. I agree with this you. This is what happens. I agree. I made a mistake. Now, as far as I knew, gonorrhea was pretty much sexually transmitted, nope. but it seems like now we've got a new animal. I stepped outside my comfort zone, and I did not belong there. You should Stay have. in your lane. You stay right here betwixt my bosom. If I stay in my lane, I won't get monkey gonorrhea. That's right. So it was, to be clear, you have the gonorrhea from the monkeys. Okay. I think that they spread it all over the books, because I saw them fucking... Well, I saw them look, up on the I mean, shelves, honestly, and they were just fucking a lot of books. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's a cool, that's where they get it's it. It's actually a cool library. A lot of people think that's where gonorrhea came from was the shelf. Yes, top shelf. So, oh, anywho, sorry I doubted you. Maybe we should have a little makeup. Set. Yep. I don't think this goes away. By the way, uh, oh, it's, oh, I don't feel good either. <laughs> it's these books. These books have killed us. Um. So, Reddick also said you could get. Everyone was getting severe colds. Uh, from book dust sure, and he warned sure. people they could get cancer if a previous reader had a malignant cancer and coughed it all over the pages so that's how cancer of course, is spread. Uh, move move ahead friend i've found no problems with the medical science you're espousing and finally he said <clears throat> he had 40 guinea pigs and he inoculated oh. them with dirty book paper and they all died <laughs> A man of science, I would never question. Good stuff. This man has merely injected books into the veins of <laughs> guinea pigs, and for some reason they've all passed on. I wonder what they were all sick with at the same time. I wonder indeed. Well, I did what I could. I injected words straight into the guinea pigs, and they've all perished for some reason. Of course, in reality, there were no outbreaks of any kind just in libraries. He's just fucking making it up. But then a new fear wave Comes right when it was fucking all ebbing. Guinea pigs! The Library Journal reported a scarlet fever outbreak occurred in Valparaiso, Val, sure. sure, Indiana, in 1910 with two public libraries and school children and a university. It was noted there were a lot of books moving around the town. Quote, uh-huh. As fast as, as any suspicious book was discovered, it was taken from the shelves and put into a storeroom and kept there. So they're just locking down the books that were near infected people. They're like, okay, books into the storeroom. They, are, they have taken the book precautions. But months in, it's pretty clear the libraries are n- have nothing to do with the spread. That's not why it's spreading. Quote, hmm. the books were not an important factor in the spread of disease, and they were placed back on the shelves without having been fumigated and again put in circulation and no scarlet fever developed. So they took hmm. a bit of a chance here. And they took the books that for from infected people who had been in there for months and, and the the um and then they put them back on the shelves. The little the little epidemic is over, right? And then they put them back on the shelves yeah. and it doesn't rise up again. So they're like, huh? What about that? Uh-huh. Well, I don't know. Have you tried putting the books in guinea pigs? Um so look, so people even with uh what's his name's article, Renick's article People are still not that concerned about books, books. infecting them. Um, mm-hmm. The New York Public Library, however, is still getting lists of infected people in 1914 
who they told uh-huh. not to return books. So there's still it's still happening because it w- it's in place. They're not going to get rid of it. And those books are still being destroyed by the Board of Health. If a book comes back, does somehow make its way back to the library, they throw it in the furnace. So it's a bit it's a bit like TSA. <laughs> it is a bit like TSA. It's a bit TSA. Just completely we've, useless. We've completely overcorrected, yeah. and then as opposed to swallowing our pride and agreeing that potentially we could make this just a little less cumbersome, we we're sticking to our guns. Yeah. Freedom. Uh and then, of course, there's always a dude that comes along. In 1914, a state assemblyman from Brooklyn introduced a bill to disinfect every single book returned to a library. Oh, for fuck's of course, sake. the library, the director of public libraries was like, oh, if we do that, there won't be libraries. That'll end libraries. Hold on. Uh, I'm just going to open this window and take a step out <laughs> on the ledge for a moment while you all debate that. So he reached out to the director of the Bureau of Infectious Diseases for help. And that guy said the assemblyman's plan, uh, assemblyman's plan is totally unnecessary. It's ineffective, and it will harm actual books. And the bill was dismissed. So that's kind of the last time there was any sort of big to do in book nineteen scare? in nineteen sixteen. Doctors were constantly saying books weren't going to infect you. And in nineteen twenty, the advisory committee of National Tuberculosis Association said libraries are not an issue. But still, they still there was still research for a couple of decades. But then, you know, after a while, it just it was just gone. Like they stopped disinfecting books. Everyone just realized books don't actually do anything. Um, but what what is true is that the entire great book scare was that opponents of public of the public library system did what they could to stoke the fears because they knew that would stop the libraries. You have to wonder if William Rennick was one of those guys, because in 1910, he was making the rounds telling reporters there were a bunch of insects in books. He said termites increased by 80,000 a day and were ready to populate the Carnegie Library when it opened. Quote, what? <laughs> quote, they become. Inf- it's like Fantasia, <laughs> but with little, little termites. <laughs> quote, they become infatuated with a book and devour it cover to cover. Uh, what? So, so and, and prove me wrong. <laughs> prove me wrong. Where there's no book to fight against. He also explained the term bookworm was based on actual worms and other bugs that lived and ate books. Bookworm is a term that describes the worm that lives inside the book, <laughs> not a person who loves the book. Now, bookworms are very bad, and you get a lot of them. If you haven't seen it, it means they're doing their job right. They're invisible to human eyes. I put a bunch of worms in my guinea pigs. They again died. Oh. Okay. All right. Yeah, that settles that. Good talk. By the way, does anyone have a plot of land I can start burying some of these things in? My experiments have been quite the guinea pig genocide. (laughs) No, we're good. I'm just running out of places to bury the bodies. How many have you? Never mind. I don't. No, no. I'd like to answer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the question is, how many have I killed? Yeah. In my time, with my experiments, I've killed over 940,000 guinea pigs. But! Uh, no, there's no but. <laughs> I have found a way to combine a guinea pig and a monkey. <laughs> That's right. We've made guinea monkeys. <laughs> 
so Rennick said, quote, scientifically classified bookworms compromise moths, roaches, slugs, and other four and six footed insects. So he's clearly just making shit up. Oh, I don't know about that. And uh, he told the Chicago press, uh, quote, insects will devour. In- Wait. Insects that devour books become educated and change in character according to the books they eat. So he's telling people that... uh, He is telling people (laughs) that the character of the insect is influenced by the book it eats. Yeah, the book, the the insects become smart. For instance, I've got an evangelical snail here. He ate the Bible. (laughs) We are creating smart bugs. It must be stopped. Let me introduce you to the great moth speak. The fanciest moth <laughs> thinks he's so great. So he just kind of disappeared. I found, I found his the worms of wrath. I found his name like a few years later. He, he was like Moby Slug. <laughs> he was, a few years later, he's trying to uh, become a warden up in Maine. So he clearly, whatever he was doing here, it failed miserably, and he moved on. But he would like show up places and be like, "I have a speech to make." Like he was the adventures of Huckleberry Tick. <laughs> uh, so look, it didn't work. Libraries made it, and uh, you know, for now, not private, but I will assume they will be destroyed uh, relatively soon, like every other public mm-hmm. thing that we have. Um, yeah, no, pretty soon it'll be. The, yeah, it'll just become the the, the Pfizer book touring. Yeah. Uh, the sources for this episode, the American Library Association uh, Conference, the Library Journal, Books as Disease Carriers by Gerald Greenberg, and When the Public Feared that Library Books Could Spread Deadly Diseases in Smithsonian Magazine by Joseph Hayes. So there you go. Wow. Um, Not a lot has changed. No, it really is amazing that not a lot has changed. Um... Uh, I just wanted to look up more books to just do more book jokes. <laughs> um, you know, it, 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 what, what is terrible uh, is that, um, you know, there's really no reconciling those things. There's no, there's no like, nobody ever seems to really pay a price for the bullshit. And I think that is a big problem. Yeah. It, in this case, society. it just, it went away, right? It just, it just fades, fades away. away. And, you know, really, we should really, really want to figure out why did that happen? Who's behind it and punish the people who, who do yeah. it? Because it, all it does is make it uh, something that people want to replicate yeah. versus, you know, it, you don't, even if we were to, you know, fight them and put them in jail for whatever, I still don't think that it would really change too much. But I even think about, like, you know, the way that we watch our government now, it's just, it's very easy to see the problems. I mean, it, you don't even need to know much to know the problems. The problems are, it's, it's fairly straightforward. We have people from the two-party system who are influenced by money, and mm. that's it. They're not, they, the whole system is supposed to be for your best interest. It is not, and yet we seem incapable of focusing on the problem. Instead, we just fight over the symptoms, and you really are just never going to accomplish or change anything if we don't ever take anyone to task. Are, um, we're talking about books, right? 
Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. But it is. It's the same, the hysteria, the way that you can get people frothed up over caravans coming to the border. And then that's not a thing anymore. Well, look, the other thing is um, the Gilded Age is what we're talking about, right? So the Gilded Age is like today where the power is concentrated amongst a few rich people who also own a lot of the press. And they're really good at freaking people out and stoking fear about shit. They just are. But here's what I don't understand. You could be stoking fear in ways that people should be afraid. But we don't stoke those fears. And I I guess it does just go against your influence. You're influenced by oil companies, you're influenced by banks, or whatever you're influenced by. So, but you could scare the fuck out of Americans with climate change. You could do that. But stopping climate change stops profits, so why would they do that? Yes, so, so, but again, you you would imagine that in a world of you know, American ingenuity that somebody would be able to turn a buck on fixing the climate. You, yeah. I mean, we're getting there. We that will happen, you know? I mean, like, whatever it looks like, it will happen. You know, like, with Mark Cuban fucking being like, I'm going to lower drug that prices pretty, myself. That was pretty hilarious and great. I hope it works. It's just, yeah, and it's just, like, it's terrible, but <laughs> it's also beneficial. So you're like... Well, look, we don't, we, don't want, we don't want to be saved by billionaires. We actually want to take their money no. and save ourselves. Like, that's how you yes. get out of this. But well, you want to f- billionaires coming up with different ways to make other billionaires not make money is not... Like, then, you, then it's like being a, a little tiny person on a, on a planet of colossuses, and they're fighting, and you're like, I hope the one I like wins. Like, it's just... Yeah, well, again, I mean, it's like, you know, we're on a ship, and none of us are allowed in the captain's room, right. and you just have to believe that we're charting the best course but I, I don't know I just I, it's so frustrating because it's like you could go through every president we've had in my lifetime and you could be like they should go to jail for this yeah. they should go to jail for this right. they should go to Everyone jail for this is a criminal. And, and it and it never it, it doesn't matter it's irrelevant it is not you know instead it's just instead of fixing the problems of our past we would rather believe someone's going to solve it in the future. And that's just not how it's I don't working. even know if anyone thinks, any, believe anyone's going to solve it. I just think that they, everyone just moves on and doesn't think about it. Regardless, there's no progress. No. People should be fed up with no progress. So, and I think, I, I don't know. know if I've talked about this, but I recently lost my um, Writer's Guild health insurance. And I had to go on the market and shop for health insurance. If you... Um, which is a fun thing to say anyway. Right. <laughs> I have to go shopping for my home. I put up images of it on Instagram, yeah. knowing that Australians no, like and people a car. would lose their fucking minds. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like buying a product. And they, they were aghast at how disgusting it was. And what I was putting up were screenshots of like middle, uh, high, middle health insurance plans. It's... We've been doing it so long. Now, I haven't. I haven't had to buy health insurance in like 12 years. <clears throat> so to me, I was like, whoa, how, how, how did we – I knew it was bad. How did we get here? How is the country still standing? Because <clears throat> if you think that Obamacare is good, go try it. The number of plans well, that have a deductible of 8000 meaning you're paying – Hundreds of dollars a month 
sometimes a thousand, to Ooh. then have to meet an $8,000 a year limit before your health insurance kicks in means that you don't have health insurance. Well, it means that, I mean, again, it, it, you know, it's, if, if, you could, if you could remove, it, it really should, <clears throat> that's why we need to have a system where everybody gets the same. The, you right. know, the government, people in our government, they should have, I, I was, you know, this, this thing came out, there's an amazing Twitter called Unusual Whales, which basically um, is right on top of all the stock stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, Who's yeah. making the most, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, tracks all that stuff. So Dan Crenshaw is the member of Congress who has made the most money uh, in Congress as of late. Yeah. And so he's on a podcast, and they're basically saying, um, how do you defend this? And what he's saying is, look, you can remove the ability for uh, Congress people to trade and buy stocks, sure. But you have to understand that these are people who need to have, you know, their homes inspected. They need to have two locations. They need to live in their district. And then they also need to have a DC location and all that stuff. And to me, I'm just hearing that and I'm going, okay, well, why don't we have the congressional apartment building? And we know where it is and we know what it looks like. And we all just say, okay, we will as taxpayers pay for that. Now quit fucking running our country like it's your stock portfolios plan (laughs) and fuck off. You don't need that much money. You know, yeah. this whole idea that these people, they have the elite health care, they, ha- they have jobs, they get paid almost $200,000 a year. On top of that, they're allowed to basically decide what they want to do based on policy that they're forming, how they're going to make money off it. How do you think that it's ever going to fucking change if why these people aren't, basically he's saying the quiet part out loud. He's saying, look, you need to incentivize these public servants by allowing us to make money or you got to figure out another way for us to live. It's like we have lost the plot so much that, you know, they just should not be allowed to profit on this level. That it, it's, it's absurd. And to what you're saying about health care, give them COBRA. Give them Obamacare. See how fucking fast everything changes. Yeah, I mean... It's funny, if I had wanted to continue my family's insurance using COBRA, it would have been $2,678 a month. By the way, maybe don't name your best health care option as the most poisonous fucking snake in nature. (laughs) There's an idea. How's marketing going? They don't care. You know, the... The American healthcare system is exactly how the mafia would run healthcare. It is <laughs> yeah, it is I a mean, giant slice off the top in which you don't give anybody anything at the end anyway. It it is completely criminal, and like everything else in this country, I don't know how this country is still standing. Because we're past pitchforks. Like, people are suffering because of just healthcare alone at such a level that I don't know how this country is functioning. I don't either. I mean, we, you never play Jenga and you get to the point where it's just like, it's shaking, it's about to topple over, and then someone pulls a piece out of it and puts it on top, and you're like, what the actual fuck is happening right now? That is our society. It is the wobbling Jenga where you're like, I don't know where to pull another block from and how to get it on top. 
Yeah, it's... Uh, There's no more blocks to take out. It turns out that if you say, and the Supreme Court didn't even rule it, some guy just wrote it in the margins, if you say corporates are people, then um, yeah. it turns out that literally everything in your society is completely 100% corrupted, and then you have the Jenga situation it's, you're talking about, in which you look at everything and you go, oh, oh, so colleges are now just funded by a full football stadium? Uh-huh. Oh, it's your turn to pull a block. So, uh, so we have school loans in which people pay them off for 10 years and owe twice as much as when they started? Mm-hmm. Oh, so we yeah, have... so you, I would recommend taking that block from the middle. Just blow on some of the blocks <laughs> and see if you can... So, Get it, sneak it, sneak it out of there. I mean, every, like it's just, you go through it and all, and you're just like, you're just like, yeah. wow, this is the the problems. I don't think people, people certainly in other countries don't. I was thinking about this the other day. We actually don't have a vocabulary to describe what this is. the 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 Farsi language is. Uh, I've been told this. I told this. I was told this by someone who spoke Farsi and English. Um, it's a language that paints pictures with um, with the words. Like so, it's mm-hmm. it's like they're they're using words like we do, but they're painting more of a graphic picture while they speak. So it's it's mm-hmm. a more it's a deeper language in a way. English doesn't have the capacity to explain with words what is happening in America. It is... Fuck. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% <laughs> serious. They're, they're just... There is not... There is not a language for this. It's almost better that way. <laughs> it's almost better. But, like, you... Yeah. Like, I, if I, you sat someone from Costa Rica in front of me and I tried to explain what this is... Like, it's actually not possible. I can't explain. Right. I can't explain to to people. No, how that's how crazy, that's so weird, corrupt, criminal. Well, dude, you can't explain it to me. No, I can't. I can't explain it to anybody. It, I, and I know I, it. I feel I, you, it. I feel it in my being. I know, and and you and that's part of the problem is that it's so overwhelming. It's so fucked in every way that it it is. It's like I don't know where to start. I mean, regardless, it's, you know, it's nothing short of total revolution. And even then, we're behind schedule. Oh, well, I mean, that's also like, what does that look like? I don't even know what that looks like anymore. It's, it's, too, yeah. it's too big of a country. There's too many people. It's too spread out. We're too, we're too, yeah. we're ju- we just want different things in different places. And yeah. so I don't know, you know, people talk about that. And I don't know what that looks like. Um, well, I don't either. But I mean... At minimum, I just want to not let them have success. Yeah. And I'm at the point where I'll take that. You know what I mean? Like, I'll I'll jump off the building as long as I can hold one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's become that petty and simple, but it, <laughs> it is just it's it's just totally absurd. It is. So. Well, you're a All you're right. a fucking bummer. We sign um, bears. 